0: Welcome back to the Legally Judgy Podcast. I'm Nicole. And I'm Alexa. Hey girl, summer
1: vacay. What's up? Oh my god, truly summer vacation. Tr- like truly. I am back in college, it feels like, <laughs> from visiting you in New York. My liver can't take it. I don't think we can be friends anymore. Yeah, we're so definitely falling I just, apart. I wanted to tell you that here and now. I felt like this was the most appropriate form to tell you we're no longer friends.
0: I mean, in fairness, we really had a great uh, couple of days of legally judging in New York City, but our bodies are definitely revolting.
1: Yeah, so good that we didn't even take videos or pictures the way that we said that we would because we just got so excited in... Being together in New York, I think.
0: But I think that's how it's supposed to be, right? Isn't like the the thing, the thing that people say these days? In the moment. Like if you're living in the moment, you don't need to take pictures and Instagrams and things. That's what I've heard We were definitely
1: living in the moment. Yeah. And my body really felt that afterward when I got like three hours of sleep and my head felt like it was going to explode.
0: I mean, I literally just drank for four days off the strength of one croissant. So yeah, I feel you.
1: (laughs) I hate you for that, by the way. And you're still repeating it. Yeah, because at one point I was like, hey, maybe you should eat. And you're like, no, no, no. I already had the croissant. And you kept saying that. And I kept telling you, stop saying it like you're obnoxiously French. You're American. Just say croissant. I had the croissant. And then you'd laugh and then you like skipped away. I was like, whatever. She's going to be hungover. That's your fault. I mean, I was. I tried to save you. Yes.
0: In fairness to you, I was hungover. And then I just hair of my dog the way through that situation.
1: You did. It was good. Um, But it was a big celebration. So we should have, right? We're celebrating a lot of things. Me being on the East Coast, you had your wedding anniversary, yep. which was cute. Yep, yep, yep. Because you didn't get to have the big
0: reception you wanted last year because of COVID. I'll bring that up one more time. Thank you. It's a good thing because we <laughs> celebrated. I know we did celebrate. I plan to keep celebrating, in all honesty. So stay tuned for you more. should celebrate.
1: Every year. I will <laughs> have to just, I don't know how I'm going to get through it. I'm already, my voice is already shaking thinking about it. But New York was really fun, I have to say, <sighs> because I hadn't been in like 10 years And I certainly didn't do it the way that I did this time around, having, you know, you as my personal tour guide. I mean, New York is a great fucking time in the summer.
0: I feel like everybody's outside, especially, you know, sadly with COVID, they've built all these like outdoor restaurants and bars and things. So you really got the best of all of it. Also, minus like the disgusting humidity and heat that we typically Mm. get on the East Coast during the summer. So you're welcome.
1: Okay. Well, to me, it was still humid. I'm not going to lie um i wasn't used to well it was weird because obviously being from SoCal, not used to it looking gloomy mm-hmm, mm-hmm. or yeah it being gloomy but it's like 90 degrees was weird to me yeah um, fair actually it didn't hit 90 i think it was in the 80s but i remember stepping out and expecting it to be cold and it was really hot yeah And i was very confused by that that but, feels right but new york was really fun otherwise the karaoke was probably a highlight yeah
0: i don't think we necessarily need to karaoke on a sunday um at like one in the morning but yeah 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 Yeah. Mm
1: -hmm. so i hope everyone enjoys uh getting a little glimpse into uh what it's like to hang out with us in after hours Uh, yeah it's a good time
0: party invite to come
1: truly uh okay well summertime like we said so this is exciting we got one more month well the month of september i should say of us being on this little hiatus but come october i hope everybody's ready because it's back to Legally Judgy full time.
0: We are back, back in full cycle. We have new episodes, new content, new stuff to post across the socials. We're going to crush it.
1: I'm very, very excited. Uh, so what is the topic today? I'm kind of excited about this one.
0: So I know that you did not completely watch Real Housewives of Salt Lake City, but mm-hmm. today's episode is all about our girl Jen Shah who Mm -hmm. was one of the stars of the first and only season at this point of Real Housewives of Salt Lake City. Coming back for season two soon, though. Um, So Jen, right? She was raised in Salt Lake City, Utah as a Mormon. Her family is Tongan Hawaiian and literally to quote her a little bit Chinese. Again, I just (laughs) want (laughs) to say that 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 was a quote from her mouth. I did not say that. Just that repeating. is so her. Yeah, that mm-hmm. sounds like
1: her though. Cuz like you said I hadn't seen I haven't seen all of it, but I've seen enough of it and that's a good way to describe her. Well, she a just wants bit. to
0: be everything for everyone, so it's not surprising to me that she was definitely that pe- person who did like a 23 Me and was like, I'm black, part of my family's from Nigeria, and you were like, okay, maybe not.
1: Oh, she has like 2% African continent, and she now is like, I'm black? Probably, that's probably what a little bit Chinese is that's, for her. That's, that's probably her. like 2%. I see, I see. Okay. We're not going to dive into that anymore. But no. But that's terrible. Uh-huh. Go well, on. So,
0: it, to her credit, you know, she openly kind of talks about... In articles and like in interviews, et cetera, that there wasn't a lot of diversity in Salt Lake City growing up. So people actually did assume that she was black. And so she kind of felt like an outsider for most of her life. Mm. But I guess she chose to stay in okay. that. So she ends up going sure. to the University of Utah in the early 90s, which is where she met her husband, Sharif Shah, who we'll call Coach Shah, um, because he's now a cornerbacks coach and special teams coordinator for the University of Utah's football team.
1: Okay. Interesting. Um, And then I read that after she got married, she actually converted to Islam um, because that's his religion, right? Mm -hmm, Um, mm -hmm. And she said that she learned about the historical mistreatment of blacks in the Mormon church. Duh. Duh. (laughs) I was going to let you.
0: I think it takes a fucking scholar (laughs) to figure that out, but okay.
1: But to your point, like she's raised in this very white community um, where probably she didn't have anything other than that so why question it Mm -hmm. and maybe she grows up and like learns the truths about something that you wouldn't have questioned otherwise is what is what it sounded like to me fair um and so she said basically that she couldn't justify being in a church that wouldn't accept her husband and future kids because Mm -hmm. of this right Mm -hmm. which obviously some things in the mormon church have changed now but they definitely had that history so um their kids being very cute by the way sharif jr and omar And it sounds like you get to see them sometimes, but they don't really seem interested. I did see snippets of her and her family and it she definitely struck me as one of those moms who probably off camera like, Get get in the camera, get in the frame, come love me.
0: She was definitely like a helicopter mom when it came to the show. Like every scene where she could get them involved, like whether they had like a sniffle or were coming back from like the fucking gas station, (laughs) she was like, Just just come give me a hug, come give me a hug. Make it seem like you really care. And it was just like a little uncomfy because they're kind of like adult men, so you know, they probably had other things that they were trying to do with their day but here they were on Real Housewives I always get a little bit uncomfortable because obviously I do watch
1: the other franchises and again I've caught some some pieces and episodes of this one but when the kids get involved and you can tell that they're camera shy and you always wonder okay well they're kids they could be awkward or also they're kids and they don't want to be on camera right? but the parents like what we're saying is like no I want to you know I want to have this image of a perfect family with my sons who love me and this great husband and that was more of the vibe I got from her
0: you know who's the worst um, with that shit Dorit on Real Housewives of Beverly Hills there were like multiple seasons where she was definitely like bribing her kids to come be on camera <laughs> and like look <laughs> cute and tell them tell her how much she like how much they loved her
1: yeah whenever it's too affectionate oh sweetie. i can't even impersonate her terrible accent by the way because it doesn't make sense her there's no like accent. rhyme or reason to it yeah but she's like oh sweetie what can i do for you Da-da-da. and i'm like stop it you don't act like that all the time you cannot when the cameras are off no. i more respect the parents who are like sarcastic and kind of real with their kids or they're like you know hey pay attention or you know just it just seems fake yeah too contrived agreed um so Okay, so her husband is a coach, like you said, right, Mm -hmm. for the football team at their alma mater. And one of my favorite things that she has said is that she says that sometimes they have a FaceTime marriage because he travels so much for work.
0: That's romantic. Yeah,
1: but apparently she says it's fine. It's okay because she keeps herself busy. She has all these businesses and she's busy opening offices. Which we're gonna get to vague. But okay, like, okay. What does that even mean? I like do right? open offices like, in
0: my free time.
1: Yeah, if people are like, what do you do? I like, I crunch numbers. Like, how, <laughs> no, don't, 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 don't ask, don't ask. I'm opening offices. I'm crunching numbers. You know, da 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 da. It seems, just seems like a lot of nothing. Do we know but, what she might be
0: doing out of said offices?
1: Well, she is the CEO and founder of JXA Fashion. Shaw a, Beauty uh-huh. and the real Shaw Lashes. Okay. Uh, so fashion, beauty, and lashes is what it sounds like, right? Mm-hmm, From the names. Mm-hmm, that's mm-hmm. what I would think.
0: Not materialistic at all. then she goes into
1: detail. She goes into detail and she says that she says marketing is the core of her 20-year business. And she basically does like direct response marketing with 90% of her businesses being online.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: So that's where I get kind of confused, right? Because I don't really know this world, but I hear fashion, beauty, and lashes, I would think most of your business would be selling fashion beauty products and lashes but then she says most of her business is marketing maybe she opens the
0: companies and somebody else like does the hard stuff behind it and she just works in like the marketing strategy i don't fucking know
1: that's weird though right imagine i said i have a lash company and you're like okay so well you probably wouldn't even need to ask me what i do because i sell lashes probably yes 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 and then you go maybe you do ask though just in case you go well what do you do and i say oh it's marketing it's mostly marketing and you're going to be like, well, wh- where are the lashes? Why do you? Why it's like company- when drug
0: dealers say, like when you ask them what they do and they're like, import, export. And you're like, Tel, tell me more about that. Like, what are you importing and exporting? <laughs> Cross border trading <Yeah. laughs> is what I do. And
1: <laughs> don't ask questions. International sales. More. Okay. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Exactly. So she says that she used to specialize in infomercials, uh, direct mailing, and print. Again, don't ask me what that means, but that's what she said. Okay, <laughs> and that she said she loves numbers, spreadsheets, algorithms, data points, and other stuff people find boring.
0: Yep, yep. So we definitely import export for her. Okay, it's See an import export. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That's exactly. Don't ask. That's
1: what it says. Don't ask me fucking questions. I'm gonna throw like a little bit of every. It reminds me of being at the law firm when I was learning real estate finance, and people would use all these acronyms, and I'd be like, "What? What? Ebitda? You know, what's the uh, Ebitda?" EBITDA. Like, I loved Ebitda. What what are you talking about? Oh yeah yeah. Did you see the stock market with the uh, you know the the interest rates and the uh, inflation? And I'm like, what are you talking about? I have no idea what you what you're saying right now.
0: It's fine. We're um, just not smart enough. Not highbrow.
1: No, I'm not. I'm not. Uh, she joked that she's the Wizard of Oz which was one of my favorite things. Mm-hmm, uh, mm-hmm, she said mm-hmm. she's the person behind the curtain that nobody sees and nobody knows how things are working.
0: I feel like she probably regrets saying this. I mean, we're going to get into it when we get to her claims, but this is probably one of her bigger regrets of things <laughs> said in past interviews. I'm be really honest with you. I would imagine the government has this, like peeled out of an interview and like taped on a massive like dry erase board <laughs> they're going to use when when the case when you know trial gets started i feel like we can create a really
1: funny meme about this by the way can we do one where it's like the wizard of oz but then you know dorothy pulls the curtain back and it's jen shaw right let's there. do it Just let's do it freaking fraud i wonder if she finished the movie does she know what that even means?
0: I'm going to be honest with you, I haven't seen The Wizard of Oz, so... What? I know, I'm sorry, I'm a disappointment to We are pausing this episode
1: <laughs> to discuss the fact that you have not seen Wizard of Oz. I'm sorry. What are you
0: talking about? I know, really? I know, I know. It's fine. I mean, it is pretty
1: Caucasian, but it's still an American <laughs> classic.
0: But you also know that there was like a point. There was a period in my life where I was not indulging watching in the pop television. cultures, and I was doing yeah. workbooks. Workbooks, and so. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But that's how I spun like full circle into being all about pop culture because I was Look, deprived.
1: You were just all about the algorithms and the spreadsheets and, and the, the data points. I love the yeah, numbers. That's, that's what you were doing while I was over here watching
0: Wizard of Oz. JK. That's funny, actually.
1: So you haven't seen it, but you know. Who the Wizard of Oz is.
0: I mean, I just, I I vaguely know who he is, but I think it was, like, the remainder of the quote where she's, like, she's a person behind the curtain that nobody sees and nobody knows how things are working. Like, that just doesn't seem like uh, (laughs) like the best thing to say about yourself (laughs) if you're trying to, like, pose as legitimate business.
1: I'm going to use this point to then really hammer home why this is such a terrible... analogy for her because everyone the whole plot of the movie is everyone thinks that this wizard is a true wizard that has magical powers and can grant you wishes essentially and then come to find out that he's a fraud and so was Joey in the scammer the whole time literally he just Love does it. things to make it seem like he has power but mm-hmm. he really mm-hmm. has none and it's like this guy He's yeah. like a normal guy who's that, like
0: that sounds oh. about right for men generally but yeah hmm <laughs> mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Okay, back
1: to Jen. Shah. Just, that was a quick, that was a very important point that we had to touch on.
0: Well, so Jen joins Real Housewives of Salt Lake City cast in 2020. And like I said before, it was the first season for that city. She ends up being two, one of two women of color on the show, which is pretty impressive, I guess. I mean, for me, it felt that way, given the city. Um, mm-hmm. But somehow, like Orange County hasn't had any women of color Uh, Beverly Hills in New York took like forever so like maybe it's not that impressive I don't really know it's 2021 and that should not be like an accomplishment but Mm -hmm. um, she was on it I couldn't stand her she was interesting to say the least she was just super fucking obnoxious and she was always like she would get drunk and then like cry about things that were seemingly very unrelated to what she was crying and screaming about in the moment and I was just like how many times we're gonna do this run around do you
1: think she was doing it for attention or something like to create plot lines for herself on the show
0: For sure. She was like the least interesting of everybody. I mean, she as you know, we'll come to find out she didn't really have anything going on for herself. Her husband was definitely avoiding her and using work as an excuse. (laughs) He probably wasn't even coaching during the season and was like, I can't fucking be bothered with you. So she was just she was the worst. Yeah, because
1: like I said, I again did not watch the entire thing. But the snippets I did see well one I became very intrigued because my wife was watching it. And then I heard her fighting with somebody and they cut to like a little confessional and there's a comment about her smelling like a hospital yeah (laughs) Yeah. and I was like wait what like I was I think I was going to the kitchen for water and I heard that happen and I turned around I sat down and I started watching and so one of the other women on the cast right made a comment about how she smells like a hospital and that's why she doesn't want to hang out with her anymore
0: that was literally the drama is that, that right? carried Jen for like the entire season. Like that happened yeah. in like se- episode one or two, and she talked about it the entire <laughs> fucking season.
1: Oh, really? Okay, so she has to she has to create plot lines for herself. Yeah, is what yeah. we're saying here. Okay, and then the other thing I always love is the Shaw Ski Chalet, which mm-hmm. apparently was her super extravagant home. I looked into it; it's worth like three point nine million, and it's like over nine thousand square feet. And she was tried to present herself as like some big Gatsby was the impression I got. Like she's a party thrower. Like she has these lavish parties and they're so cool. and It rich gave me like blah.
0: Airbnb vibes because the furniture oh. was like not <laughs> what you would expect it to be for a house of that magnitude, size and like
1: oh, price really? point.
0: And you would look at it and you're like, oh, this is this is like, I don't know. What's what's like the lowest Ikea hanging? furniture or yes, something? Yes. It was just like it's not, like, it did. It was not giving particle me an balance at all. It's like particle board, uh, coffee tables and stuff like that. Wasn't feeling it.
1: Oh, see, and this will all will come to make sense because it's always the people that boast in this way too, versus like Lisa Vanderpump, where you see her place and you're like, yeah, that's definitely worth tens of millions of dollars. Yeah, like you have a fucking swan in your entryway. I was so going to say, this had like
0: ponds and swans when you walked up. So like, yes, <laughs> that makes sense. Waterfalls. Like, Dorit is out in the valley of Los Angeles, pretending to live in Beverly oh my Hills. God. So like, you I can't know. with
1: her. Once I re- <laughs> truly realized that she was living in Encino, which look no. <laughs> fine if you want to live in Encino (laughs) but don't say you're in the Beverly Hills Bel Air and so for anybody who doesn't know like in LA the valley is like where you go because you want more space and it's a little bit cheaper not to say it's cheap because it's still multi-million dollar homes but it's it's not pricey. it's not Beverly Hills no. Nope. And she wants to make it seem like she is. So that's the gen shot. That's what we're saying here. Is that that's how she came off?
0: <laughs> that's about right. But uh, okay. so on the show she speaks quite candidly about being married to a black man and having two black sons, which I think was appropriate for the time because when it came out it was around a lot of like you know, the protests in the country happening around Black Lives Matter and, you know, black men dying. So I definitely did appreciate that bit of, like, context from her and her sons kind of talking about it. But mm-hmm. the entire time, it was just really unclear to me how she got to real housewife status, as we said. You know, her husband's a college football coach. He reportedly was making about 490000 in 219, which would have been right before the show, which is not nothing. Like, let me not Hold act. On. Like,
1: That's Did you just say 219, like we're in the 1700s? The year 219? (laughs) Did I say that? (laughs) We got to keep this in. Why are you speaking like we're peasants in the 1600s? The year was, uh, year of our (laughs) Lord, (laughs) 1,634. I'm dying. Sorry, you were on a... But I had to stop you. So, sorry. In in 2019, the year
0: 2019. (laughs) So, in the year 2019, (laughs) her husband was making... (laughs) approximately or reportedly $490,000, which is, like, it's not nothing, right? It's definitely more than I am making. But, again, I think, like, the women and and the people on The Real Housewives are usually, like, they usually tote themselves as, like, millionaires and their husbands are billionaires and blah, 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 blah. So, like, unclear, really, what her stream into the show was.
1: Nicole, she has 20 years of data points, algorithm... (laughs) Numbers Excel sheet filling in experience.
0: So she's worth kajillions. Mm -hmm. Naturally, naturally, she's
1: the Wizard of Oz. Okay. Yeah. Um. Apparently on the show she was often surrounded by a group she referred to as the Shaw Squad, Mm -hmm. which included several assistants, including her first assistant. It sounds like the military. Like first captain. Is that like the? Is she runs like a tight ship? Huh. Yeah. It's like below Um, deck. Okay. First assistant Stuart Smith. We got to remember that name, people. It's going to come back. Um, And apparently she was so successful, she even allegedly had to add three uh, assistants during the pandemic to help her out.
0: Can I just say this? I would say, okay, so first of all, the the dynamic that she had with her assistants on the show was always very weird because they would just, like, drive her around and, like have like a little Ziploc of carrots or like crackers for her to eat (laughs) as they took her places, basically like a mom. It was like a soccer mom car or Uh she was like screaming at them. So I would definitely stay tuned for some employee like harassment allegations. uh, That's so interesting. If if the drama that we get into unfolds the way that I think it will.
1: This is a bit reminiscent of Erica Jane's like, glam squad that she, yep. like, had to. Like, when you have to roll with entourage, I just feel like unless you're Beyonce and Jay-Z, you mm-hmm, mm-hmm. are definitely fronting here. Like, I can't mm-hmm. really believe it. Because, like, how many rich people would need, truly rich people would need, like, six people to feed them
0: carrot sticks? Three assistants. Three assistants. Three. Just for her to sit at home while her husband coached a football team.
1: This is too much. I can't take it. Um, okay. Well, so the season Tell ends,
0: we won't give anything away because I do think like people are probably going to want to go back and watch it given everything we're about to get into. But like I said before, her biggest drama really ended up being her issues with the black woman on the cast who said... She smelled like the hospital and was allegedly talking shit about Jen and her family. But so on the reunion, Andy Cohen asked what she does for work. And she says she works in, again, direct response from marketing and in quotes that her platform helps people acquire customers. So when you're shopping online or on the Internet and something pops up, we have the algorithm behind why you're getting served that ad. Okay. Again, one of the things that she may regret is... I don't know. I don't know. We'll come back to it. So the next we hear about or from Jen is on March 30th of 2021. And so while she's on her way to film an episode for season two of Real Housewives, she gets arrested for her involvement in a possible telemarketing scheme. So the arrest was quite fucking messy, messy if you ask me. So I -hmm. guess right before they came to arrest her, the police called her up and she thought it had to do with a protection order that she'd filed against the man who victimized her in New York. It's still okay. not clear to me, like, why they were calling her. I mean, maybe it was just to, like, pinpoint her location or to make sure. <laughs> right. I don't know. Usually, I don't police know. don't,
1: like, call the people they're about to arrest, right? To be like, hey, are you free? <laughs> heads so, up, it's heads really up. not clear
0: to me, like, why they just called her.
1: I want to make sure you're not busy because uh, we have to take you into jail.
0: We're stopping by in a, in a, in a couple minutes. Don't ask what yeah. for. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so um. then, when they try, when they arrive, they, like, try to arrest her. And she thought that she had, like, that they had mistaken her identity. So, she's causing, like, this big fuss. She allegedly didn't understand what was happening. So she ends up waving her Miranda rights to try and get the cops to explain Which to I, her like what's going do on that. and why they're there. Yeah, don't mm-hmm. do that. I mean, that's mm-hmm. what she says,
1: right? This is mm-hmm. what we should. Emph- She's claiming she was so um, discombobulated and confused that no one would explain to her what was happening. So her reasoning was, I'm going to wave my Miranda rights so they'll tell me. Which is not how it works, people. Just all our, all of our listeners know that.
0: <laughs> and as not. a reminder for all of our very smart listeners, Miranda rights are the ones where you say, like, you know, you've got the right to remain silent. You've got the right to counsel. Like, all of the things that basically say, like, you don't have to talk to us right now.
1: Mm-hmm. And you don't want to, you don't want to waive them. Because then anything that you say to the cops after that can be used against you in a court of law. As so Olivia don't Benson always taught me. Yep. And if you are confused, just stay silent and just say, I want to make my phone call. Yep. Okay, so let's get into the charges because, you know, she said it was a mistaken identity. So let's see if it was. Um, She's arrested on two counts. One, conspiracy to commit wire fraud, which has a maximum sentence of 30 years and conspiracy to commit money laundering, which has a a max sentence of 20 years Um, that apparently happened across five states, New York, New Jersey, Arizona, Nevada and Utah. That we Mm -hmm. know of, but let's see if more happens, more comes out, because you never know. Mm -hmm. In connection with allegedly running a national telemarketing scheme that targeted elderly and computer illiterate people. So let's break down the legal stuff. Nicole, can you give us that info? It's always me.
0: It's always me. You're the smart one in
1: this relationship.
0: uh, Allegedly. So a conspiracy is an agreement between two or more people to commit an illegal act in the intent to basically achieve the goal of that agreement. So two people okay. come together to say, hey, we're going to rob a bank, and they have the intent to actually rob said bank. That's a conspiracy. And that was, again, one of the counts. The second count was wire fraud. So that's just fraud any type of fraud that involves the use of telecommunications or the internet. And as Alexa said, you know, she was allegedly kind of running this scheme that was targeting people who were computer illiterate, but through the computer essentially, and then there's the money laundering piece of things. So, which I don't know that we. Oh no, we did talk about how she conspired to commit money laundering. So basically, that means the illegal process of making large amounts of money generated from criminal activity appear to have been generated from a legitimate source. Mm-hmm. So what that means, okay, before you can put money into a legitimate financial in- financial institution like a bank, criminals have to make the money look legit and clean because you know banks will often ask for records of like the funding, et cetera. And so criminals will put the dirty money in quotes into a legit financial system. I think people often joke about like laundromats and grocery stores and they'll mm-hmm. try to conceal the real source of that Motels. money by with like right yeah. hotels with like various transactions and bookkeeping tricks that will again make that dirty money look clean. This
1: reminds me of Ozark. Did you watch that one?
0: I saw some episodes with the husband. It was it was it Jason was a good Bateman. show. It's a good show. It was a good one
1: because I, I always was confused by money laundering. To be honest, right? So the, like the way that I actually learned a lot from that show is a great show. I'm just I'm just kidding. Like you don't. It's <laughs> not an educational one, but it's really <laughs> it's like entertaining. Okay, take
0: tips and tricks from there. <laughs> yeah. But all right.
1: <laughs> yeah, I got a conspiracy to talk to you about after this. Uh, but offline, offline. So basically, okay. it's like if. I make fifty thousand a year, right, and then all of a sudden I have a bank statement where twenty million gets put into my bank account that 's pretty sus like where did the twenty million come mm-hmm, from? Mm-hmm. so the idea is money laundering makes it look like it 's legit, so basically i 'm going to have to look like i 'm doing all these different businesses to generate mm-hmm. that twenty million and mm-hmm. so basically, you cook the books right so let 's just say your example like a, a hotel, so maybe you say maybe housekeeping really costs. I don't know five thousand a month, but you have to pad it right because I need to make the twenty million look legit. So let me say uh, housekeeping this month was actually eight thousand. So there's my extra three thousand, and then you keep chipping away at the overall amount that you want to put in your pocket and make look right. legit. So that's right. essentially what people have to do um, yep. to try to cover their tracks. Mm-hmm. So specifically mm-hmm. here, the government is alleging that she, along with her first assistant. Stuart Smith, who we previously mentioned, and who apparently had some great moments on Real Housewives. Was he a highlight for you, Nicole?
0: He was definitely a highlight, that poor yeah. man. I know we felt <laughs> so emasculated by the time that show was over, but I'll let the, our listeners find out for themselves. All right, I'm
1: going to have to watch after this. So the two of them, along with about two dozen other people, Allegedly defrauded hundreds of victims, particularly seniors. So we're talking like 55 years and older by selling them so called business services in quotation marks for their purported online businesses between 2012 through like this year to, to like I think March 2021.
0: Yeah, I think um, that's right.
1: And like specifically, Jen and Stewart would allegedly set up several shell companies and scammed people by compiling lists of potential victims. And then they'd contact them via like telemarketer, like telemarketers that operated out of several states, the ones that we had mentioned, under the guise that they'd make their businesses more efficient or profitable and would offer services like tax preparation and website design, even though many of their victims didn't even own a computer. They didn't own a computer. So Which what online businesses did they have? Yeah, it's it's so sad. sad. After Jen and Stuart would scam their victims, they then allegedly sell the list of those same victims' information to other companies who then scam them again. And so then they those these people twice.
0: That's so fucked.
1: Yeah, twice, three times. However many times they could basically squeeze out scamming out of them. Yeah. And then those companies would give Jen and Stuart a cut mm-hmm. of that mm-hmm. money. So they're getting like money after money from the same people. It's so sad.
0: Yeah. And the government even ends up basically alleging that Jen and Stewart had more of a hand in how these other companies scammed the people by choosing which products these companies could sell and how much they could charge. And so basically, like they were, I'm not going to say that they were the ringleaders because I don't think that we've gotten that level of information yet, but it definitely seemed like they took more of a role in this continuous scamming system than other people may have. Um, and so then after they take the cut, like Alexa said, they end up sending their money off to offshore bank accounts so that they can then launder the money through these shell companies and fake names and multiple accounts and different financial institutions so that they could, again, you know, kind of clean that money up before putting it into like more legitimate institutions. And so allegedly one of the shell companies alone made $5 million from scamming these people.
1: So sad. It's so sad. It's
0: a lot of money. It's a lot yeah, of money lot for people money. who like are older and people who don't even know how to use computers but are somehow being scammed into things that require them to use computers.
1: Exactly. And I read too that there was like it I think it was a mix of like, let me sell you business services that we obviously never even delivered on, or let me tell you about this great like online business you can invest in, right? It was just like anything to get money out of them for nothing yeah. in return, essentially.
0: Yeah. So I guess after they get caught doing all this stuff or allegedly get caught, because, you know, the trial has yet to fully unfold, the the prosecutors from New York and these other places write a letter to the judge, basically ranking two dozen defendants from the least culpable to the most culpable. Culpable meaning who's like in theory, the most guilty or who had the most kind of stake in what was happening. Mm -hmm. And so six of these people were included in the Tier A group. And this was the group that was considered the most culpable because they may have come up with the scheme and who had the heaviest charges or like punishment that would be brought against them. And so interestingly enough, Jen and Stuart were included in Tier A with Jen topping the list. And this is in part because they allegedly continued to... Baby and Jen and Stewart continue to scam people even after the criminal charges were initially brought against them. And I don't think it helps that like, listen, well, we we don't know how much of this is true yet, right? Because the trial is still, things are still unfolding. Evidence is still coming out, but I really don't think it helped that she spent the entire Season that she was on real housewives as well as on all of her social media after bragging about like how much money she has mm-hmm. and like the la- the lavish lifestyle that she's living in all of this stuff, especially knowing that her public salary her husband's salary is public information
1: right exactly, and I- she's touting her businesses, but like, come on, <laughs> like yeah, you know what blew my mind I mean so many aspects of this does, and I I know that we're gonna get a lot more information as things unfold, right? Because this is very early on. So we don't have as many examples yet, but we'll definitely will come up, I'm sure, with an updates episode. But already the fact that they were still doing it after the charges were brought against them blows mm-hmm. my mind because you would want to think that they would lay low like oh shit mm-hmm. they're on to us let's stop unless she thought that this was legit which i cannot believe that she thought that if this is what was happening that, it that was, would this was going. legit cuz i do wonder maybe maybe she thought that i wonder if part of her defense and we don't know yet right because we there there hasn't been that filing yet publicly made that if one she i think well we'll get into it a bit but i'm wondering if she's going to say like something like oh well I thought we were going to deliver on these services, right? Because that's the whole thing—is that mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. they contracted for this and got nothing in return? Because mm-hmm. then it could be an argument of like, "Oh, well, you know, we were going to deliver," or maybe they just had shit products, but we're going to return the money. I don't know. It's crazy. It's crazy to me when people scam to this level and think that they're going to get away with it. Yeah, is my point. Yeah, here. for sure. I'm jumping a little bit ahead, but it just really bothers me when people take advantage of just other people, especially that old. When you're like they're they're working to retire, and now you just yeah. messed up the the rest of their lives yeah yeah agreed oh okay sorry so march 31st she has a virtual hearing right because of covid so courtrooms are and, and court processes are happening online it basically devolves into pure chaos because of skype issues um which legally judgy kind of feels already because you know trying to record podcasts remotely with just two people is Let's so we get a feet. <laughs> so they in large part The chaos is caused because so many people join the Skype meeting, 253 people to be exact. They tune in to hear about this court hearing. Fun fact, first of the episode, I'm sorry I couldn't give our listeners one sooner, but here we are, 15 minutes before the hearing was supposed to start, a toilet was audibly flushed. So that tells you how legit this proceeding is looking, right? Mm. And then apparently moments later, Real Housewives fans are on the line talking and gossiping about Jen and the charges.
0: My thing is, like, why would they do this on Skype? Like, out of all of the video platforms to use, I don't even think you can mute other people on Skype. So, like, whose dumbass idea was that? I don't know.
1: I don't know if it was the funds because Skype is free, but, like, use Zoom. Zoom, you can mute people, right? I don't – I'm not familiar with Skype enough to know. But, like, yeah, Are yes, we it's that a, broke as a nation that
0: our court systems are point. using
1: Skype these days? Utah, you got to – this little court – you got to do better, guys. You got to do better here. So, cl- I mean, obviously, the, the judge – Realized this And he ended up Rescheduling the hearing For April 2nd But Mm -hmm. I mean Just come on Like real Housewives fans Really being like So did you see that Last episode with Jen Because now we know It's bullshit (laughs) Like imagine (laughs) So April 2nd Jen and Stuart Plead not guilty Shocking I know Unsurprising Yep (laughs) Um, And and Nicole I feel like I want you to talk about this Because I feel like You're a little bit uh, More of a litigator Than I am But like Tell us about like Bonds Because I'm confused by it
0: Okay, so when they plead not guilty, they also ask to be let out of jail, right? Because, you know, she's so lavish, she can't sit in a jail. And so the court sets a $1 million bond, which is backed by, which has to be backed by $250,000 in cash or property, meaning that she would have to pay $250,000. And so just to break these things down, so... A bond is basically a promise to retu- return for your trial, or you have to pay that full amount. So again, here, the bond is a million dollars. So the court is basically saying, we've gotten a million dollar bond. You have you have to promise that you're going to come back to see this thing out, or you're going to have to pay a million dollars via cash, property, whatever the case is.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Now, on the other hand, bail, which people use interchangeably, which but which is really not correct, bail is com- something completely separate. And so that's a monetary amount that you can pay to be released while you await trial. Mm -hmm. And so again, refresher here, the court says that she has to pay $250,000 for the bail. So her team actually initially tries to say that $250,000 is excessive here since she doesn't own her house, the the Shawski Chalet, which is shocking. No. Shocking, of course. She doesn't own the Airbnb that she's renting? That she's acting like is the castle of her dreams (laughs) and she has all of her parties at, but they also go on to say that she doesn't own any property and she isn't a flight risk, but clearly the court ultimately doesn't buy it since they make her pay up.
1: Fun fact alert naturally um, go ahead Jen had to fill out a personal statement of net worth and the judge himself said she filled in zero dollars and thought mm-hmm. that this was mm-hmm. highly unlikely so mm-hmm. I feel like mm-hmm. this is informing mm-hmm. his decision to be like what do you mean you're not a flight risk you definitely I have I think money. you would
0: literally just go to her Instagram and see like all of the like purses and coats and things that she posts and like any reasonable human being could deduce that her whatever value she has is more than a zero dollars while I think morally she's worth zero Stupid. she's definitely got some material items. dang, zing,
1: morally, she's worth zero. That was a good one, girl. I have to give you, You're welcome. I'm going to tip my hat to you. <laughs> but that's right. And that's why we do have these bonds, right? Because people can be flight risks. So if yep. somebody isn't a flight risk, if it looks like they don't have the means to get out of the country or escape the court's jurisdiction, then maybe they will not even have an amount. Maybe it'll be much lower. You it could be like $100, $1,000. So really mm-hmm. what this means to us is, yeah, you are a flight risk. You can definitely get out of town. You have the means to get out of here and that's what the judge is saying is don't say you have zero dollars and that therefore you're not going to leave like come on right stop that so she ends up paying cash right which i'm surprised like where did she get that cash from she said she had zero (laughs) dollars i'm very confused can you explain that to me nicole no i cannot (laughs) okay just amazing she really is the wizard of oz she just created (laughs) two hundred fifty thousand dollars out of nothing out of nothing should stop be selling croissants Quo- oh god you and the croissants. <laughs> god now i can't even look at a croissant ever the same and i get mine from costco those kirkland croissants are delicious they're pretty good yeah. but imagine if i walked into costco and i was like I- well your croissants <laughs> they'd be like get out of here if you're getting a freaking frick- oh, Kirkland Kirkland go on anyway stewart secured uh his uh bail with uh his utah home so that was impressive that he actually owns more than she does I thought, wow, good for you. Maybe you were the ringleader or something, or you're taking a cut a a little larger than Jen. I don't know. I don't know what happened. But on top of the bail, Judge actually has a few more orders for both Jen and Stuart. Just a couple. Get ready for this. Gross. They can't speak to each other. They can't engage in any telemarketing which to me was shocking, shocking to hear. Um, <laughs> the fact that they even had to say that is like, what are we working with here? This poor judge must be used to this kind of shit, right? <laughs> like, he's like, by the way, to the bank robbers, no more robbing banks, please. Thank you. <laughs> talk to you. Talk to you in a few months when we have your trial. They can't speak to any of the alleged victims, witnesses or co-defendants, because remember, everybody, there's like two dozen other people involved in this scheme they should not use drugs or drink excessively they can't leave utah unless they're coming to new york or dc for court appearances and attorney meetings um, and both have to surrender their travel documents their assets were frozen
0: and they can't make Q and A i have a question oh oh if yeah. you have to tra- I, I just maybe you don't know the answer to this but i would love to know okay. if you have to <laughs> surrender all your travel documents yeah. but you can travel to new york and dc from utah do you have like basically Special? like a permission slip from the judge that you like present to TSA, and you're like, hey, my judge said I can travel. I know I don't have an ID or a passport.
1: An intrastate uh, passport from Utah to New York or Utah to DC. I hope it says like judge's permission slip. Yeah, that's a good question, though. I assume um, your passport for any international travel would be automatically revoked. And then I guess... You can only go domestically. But I'm, I wonder how that works. I don't know. Maybe she has like her face. You know what I think it is? I think she has her face plastered on posters at all airports. And they say, <laughs> if you see this woman, don't let her on a plane unless she's headed toward New York or D.C. I'm
0: sure she's the biggest concern. But that's, sorry, that's, go what, ahead. That's
1: what I think that is. So you're welcome for answering your question. <laughs> so um, I'm going to go back over the last one I was saying. So her a- their assets are frozen. They can't make purchases over $10,000 unless it's for legal fees. Which, again, she has zero dollars, so don't worry about that, guys. She can't. Um, they're requiring them to, her to continue therapy at an addiction center since she's been going, uh, that she's been going to since her dad died. So I guess that's good. Um, and she's been banned from using credit cards or opening lines of credit without permission. I w-
0: but. Oh, 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 go on. Important note, the judge does allow Jen to keep filming the Real Housewives. I mean, she's got to make the money to pay back the victims, right? Her and Erica, yeah. her and Erica G,
1: just cranking out those episodes, trying to pay those people back. Andy's just taking the money and delivering it back to the, <laughs> the victims at this point. Andy's like, oh, fucking bitches. Um, Personally dropping off checks himself. <laughs> yeah. So once she's out, Jen later on claims that the prosecutors are picking on her because she's on The Real Housewives of Salt Lake City and that they're trying to make an example of her because she's famous. What do you think of this?
0: I mean, I think, sis, like, you literally just spent an entire season talking about, like, how rich you are and vaguely alluding to, like, what businesses you're into. So, like, you're kind of asking for it. it also, <laughs> similar to Erica Girardi, like, you bitches can't be on TV talking about how rich you are. And then when it comes out that people are being frauded, you're like, who, me? Yeah. How could you? You guys
1: yeah. are just being mean to me. Stop. Stop bullying. Which is basically the government was like, shut up. But, you know, they didn't say that exactly. They just said that, that it's ridiculous. They're doing this because... They believe she's a criminal. Um, and yeah. may, might I add that I would argue she's not even famous. She's like, definitely not famous. You're Not everybody even is aware of all the Real Housewives franchises, let me say. True. And even if sure, you true. are, I don't think many people are watching Salt Lake. And Mm-mm. I would be surprised about how many of our listeners even right now knew who Jen Shaw was or watched this season. I'm just going to say it.
0: You're welcome, guys.
1: Yeah, you're welcome. So take us to June. Oh,
0: man. So June um, in June, Jen has a hearing and her team files a pretrial motion, which is literally just like they're asking the court for something before the official trial starts. And so they're asking the judge to have the government's case dropped and to suppress her basically statements that she made after she was arrested when she waived her Miranda rights, along with suppressing certain evidence. And so her lawyers file paperwork saying that the case isn't clear, and that the charges are generally very vague, which I'm not really sure how they're getting that because I feel quite confident what these charges Very mean and I've been about it for a couple of days. But fraud, yeah. <laughs> And they say that they don't have enough that the government doesn't have enough evidence or information to proceed. However, on the other hand, the prosecutors apparently turned over more than a million documents Mm -hmm. and electronic devices with even more documentation backing up their claims. Mm -hmm. But the defense basically says, I guess it's no longer too vague, but now it's just impossible to decipher the contents and the claims in time for trial to start.
1: Correct. I think it was like 1.2 million documents. And so the defense moved from like, it's too vague. And now they're like, it's too much. It's just too much for us. (laughs) We can't look at 1.2 million documents. So that's unfair. right? Because, And we should say that this kind of happened Sometimes when you go to trial during discovery, there'll be what call, what's called data dumps. So people mm-hmm. will try to overwhelm you with legal expenses because let's say you're on trial, something like this, you need a lot of evidence. So you know what? Maybe a strategy. It's not good, but it's a strategy. I'm going to give them so many documents that, yeah, maybe my incriminating stuff will be in those documents. But if I give them like 5 million documents, they might not be able to even find it. And if they can't right. find it, then their arguments are going to fail at at trial. And you Mm -hmm. because you need to be able to afford enough counsel, right, your legal team has to be big enough to be able to have the manpower to even go through those documents. And Mm -hmm. so that's what I think might be happening. Especially if she's worth zero dollars, then she probably can't afford a big enough legal team to go through that. Now, obviously, it doesn't absolve her of fault. And it doesn't mean that trial won't continue to proceed they might get an extension
0: well we've also talked about the fact right that including tom girardi himself there there are attorneys called contingent compensation attorneys where like or contingency attorneys were like essentially they are not taking any money from you until the case is concluded. And so if you win, they'll get a certain amount of those cuts, whatever. But like mm-hmm. they're not, they're basically not taking any money in advance. So she could, in theory, hire one of those attor- those teams of attorneys mm-hmm. who are capable of digesting all of these documents, irrespective of like how much value she does or does not have. Yep. Good point. Okay, so back to this trial or back to the the pre-trial motion. So her team also says that the police coerced her into waiving her Miranda rights when she was arrested and even coerced her into making incriminating statements that she now wants stricken from the record. Not sus at all. I feel like if you're worried about making incriminating statements, like, "Mm probably made and that's not to say that this doesn't
1: happen right in in Mm -hmm. other people's lives where it definitely has happened where it's quite possible that police have coerced people and it has Mm -hmm. happened they do coerce you into doing these things that is not taken away from those instances where again we've told all you guys do not waive your miranda rights do not say anything to the police until you can make your phone call get an attorney but here specifically with jen shaw i'm not buying it
0: I think that they probably should have just left it at, like, they coerced her into waiving her Miranda rights so that everything after that would have been stricken without, like, having to call them incriminating statements. That's what got me.
1: Like, if your own attorneys are basically saying that she may have made some (laughs) statements that were incriminating... You don't want to characterize those statements that way. No. And only in some, I should say, in some of the articles I, I read that that's what they said. In others, they just said that they want some of her statements removed. But same thing to me. It's implicit, right? Why do you want yep. some of those statements removed? Because she must have said something that she shouldn't have said.
0: That she probably didn't want to. Yeah. Well, so here specifically, they say that she basically signed the waiver of her Miranda rights without knowing what she was signing because her contacts were dry. <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm, she couldn't mm-hmm. read
1: yeah because you have to mm-hmm. basically sit, you have to sign each waiver right i i waive the right to an attorney sign it right but the cops claimed they helped her fix the issue with her contacts before she signed the waiver on top of they have to read it out loud to you and then they can i also her. just
0: say that as somebody who has contacts is a con an avid contact wearer at no point in time have dry contacts stopped me from being able to read something
1: yeah, and the thing is, and I think I may have put this later, for but I want to say it now that the whole thing was recorded,
0: mm-hmm, mm-hmm, so mm-hmm, you can go mm-hmm. back
1: and watch it. Obviously, we don't have mm-hmm. access to that video, but presumably you can go back and watch her whole arrest. And maybe she's like, Anna, my contact is too dry. I can't read." And well, you hear the okay, cop Cartman. going, <laughs> and you hear the cop going, "You, we you waive your right to an attorney." And she goes, "What? I can't hear you. My contact is dry." I just don't get what
0: what the response is at that point, you know? Well, the cops also claim that they even helped her fix the issue with her contacts before she signed the waiver. I guess by, to your point, reading these waivers out loud. Oh, I thought they, they had, they had like, made it
1: contact juice to make it that, wet for her.
0: Yeah. I mean, yeah. I mean, they do have those, like, re-wetting drops. Like, maybe they had some of those <laughs> handy. I would not have taken those out of a cop station, but, like, whatever. That's one option. Okay. But basically, they had, like, remedied the situation before moving on and questioning her. Okay.
1: Got it. So they also take issue with the fact, they being uh, her her
0: attorneys, that she wasn't provided with a list of the victim's name. Is that a normal expectation? Like, do you normally get provided, especially like in a case of this this magnitude and this many people? Or they would they normally provide you with a list of your your victims' names? Like, what would you even do with that information? (laughs) Go back and harass them? Yeah, like, do I remember Betty June?
1: Hmm, Betty June, Betty June. I don't know, maybe they they want, like, I guess, what? Maybe you want to be able to go question them. Maybe, maybe they're thinking, let's say that these were legit customers, right? If I'm, if I'm her attorneys, I'm going to want as much information as possible, I guess, right? Let's give them the benefit of the doubt. And so you have client lists. So Jen's argument might be, yeah, we worked with these people, but we provided legitimate services. So maybe she wants mm-hmm, to go back mm-hmm. through her records, her business records to be like, oh, Betty June on April 2nd ordered, well, I don't know, tax preparation services. Well, yeah, of course. And here's the evidence that we gave her tax preparation services. But to your point, Mm, I don't think any of that actually happened. So I don't think that they'd actually be able to do anything with it. But that might be the reason why. So I think that they're just trying to find any technicality to get more time or to get charges dismissed or what. And how did that go for them? Did it work out? Tell the people. (laughs) Well, come August, all of her motions were denied. Um, Mm -hmm. I'm I'm Mm -hmm. sure that shocks everybody. Um, And trial was set for March 2022 or as Nicole would call it, 2022 um, AD, uh, in New York City. Some reports say that the trial will be set for October, but... There's going to probably be a lot of delays because of COVID and the lack of resources in courtrooms. So more Mm -hmm. likely than not, it'll probably get pushed to next March. Um, Judge basically says there's nothing to back up her motion to dismiss, right? So this is what Nicole was saying, the the pretrial motion. Attorneys want to not go to trial. It's expensive. For Jen, it's not looking good. So they want to try to just say, judge, just call it. Call it right now. Nothing. There's nothing. There's no reason we need to go to trial. Basically, judge says that he found that she had waived her Miranda rights voluntarily. Like I said, the mm-hmm. whole thing was recorded. So presumably he watched the video and said, right. Ah, no, sorry, Jen. You, you did waive him. So trial is going on. Sorry. So
0: Sorry, Jen. Where do things stand now? I mean, things aren't looking great for her. So to start with, her assistant, her first assistant, I should uh-huh. say, I mean, he put get some his, respect. Yeah, in his get title. his title right, girl. <laughs> I and mean, put some respect in that shit. Her first assistant, Stuart Smith, was offered a plea deal, and so people Ooh. think now that he's going to accept it. Unsure, like what the what the rumors are behind the scenes. People think that he'll accept, but maybe it's because he just like doesn't have the the resources and the clout that she does. Not clear. Mm-hmm. But so if he, you know, takes this plea deal and pleads guilty or like whatever you know variation of the charge he's going to do presumably he's going to testify against her because to get the plea deal, you ha- often have to give evidence against other people. Mm-hmm. So she might now be considering snitching too to get herself out of whatever shit he's going to get her into.
1: This is not looking so good That's one for piece them. of things.
0: It's not looking great Mm-mm. on the other side of things. She had this high powered legal team from a really big law firm. that's pretty prominent. Um, This team leaves her, essentially. And so she has to scale down to a smaller practitioner. People are speculating that's because she couldn't afford the better and bigger team. So ultimately, like going from a high powered, like experienced team to one practitioner is probably not going to be great for (laughs) your legal success.
1: Oh, no, it's so bad. I feel bad for her. So like we said, trial is probably not going to start for some time, right? Probably not until March. So some of the people who were indicted, because remember, there were like two plus two dozen people involved um, in the lower tiers. Mm -hmm. Because again, remember, they got ranked from most culpable to least culpable. So some of the people that were Mm -hmm. ranked in the lower tiers of the scheme have already been sentenced to time in jail, ranging from one year to 87 months. So not looking good if i'm jen actually i understand why stewart probably took that plea deal because you see that and you're like okay people are going down they have this evidence against me let me see what i can do to mitigate the charges against me um, and my prison time yeah and it's unclear if she and her husband are still together right um they've been pretty mia given how much she was always like touting him and showing him off and her and the family i couldn't find anything from before june
0: yeah, I mean, she was like, he was very much so all over her Instagram and like a lot of posts. I mean, I don't know if they were doing like videos together or what, but I went back to their Instagram to check and like, within the past, like recent four, she still had him, uh-huh. but then she hasn't posted since then, which, you know, Erica G, maybe should take some notes, maybe stop being so active on social media once you're being sued or once you're having legal issues like this, but she's been very quiet. He hasn't really come out and released any statements in support of her. So it's a, it's a bit odd for me.
1: It's not looking good. That's all I'm going to say. Um, and then I want to mention, <laughs> I have a couple favorite parts. This reminds me of like the beginning episodes of Legal Judgy where I would call it my favorite parts. This is literally how I feel, though. So as of May 13th, she's on Cameo. So for the low price of $99, oh. Miss Jen the Scammer Shaw can wish you a happy birthday. Um, and I went and checked out her Cameo. And I have to say, Nicole, I don't know if you've seen it, have you? I have not. Okay. So she has... And I know you'll understand me, girl. She's sitting on a chair and she has like a bedazzled microphone and she's speaking. But it's clear that the microphone isn't a real microphone. And she's saying that she's there to wish anyone, you know, a happy birthday or congratulations. So, again, people, if you want to support Jen the Scammer Shaw, you can go pay 99 bucks and and get a shout out from her. Uh, my other favorite thing is that- We should pay for a
0: joint one with her
1: and, uh, <laughs> Rudy Giuliani. Oh, do you think we could get a discount from them? I think we could. We could negotiate them down. We could get a, t- a two-for-one special? Yeah, why not? That makes sense. I feel like they'd really get along. The other thing- <laughs> I've <laughs> f- Besties for life. <laughs> <laughs> the other thing I really thought that you would appreciate, if you hadn't seen this already, was apparently her cousin on June 1st organized a $2.5 million GoFundMe campaign to raise fees for her legal team. Oh, my God. So she said that... (laughs) That is insane. The cousin claimed that they had already spent $138,000 in legal fees and that they were just now asking for 10,000 caring souls to donate $250. That's it. Um, Rightfully, though, uh, this outraged a lot of people, and the campaign was shortly uh, deleted. Shocking.
0: Shocking. I I, I can't believe that people would be outraged by... A woman who is purported to be a millionaire asking all of her fans for two hundred fifty dollars each in a pandemic, but okay.
1: I donated a couple thousand. I've yet to hear back from her with a single thank you, so I'm feeling a little rubbed the wrong way. Wow, sorry, friend.
0: So, I mean, luckily, Jen is not the first Real Housewives star who's had legal woes. <laughs> luckily, um, her co-star Mary <laughs> Cosby. Luckily, I mean, she can she can at least turn to her Real Housewives, yeah. you know, mates <laughs> for advice and and caring. I love it. So um, shady. Her co-star, Mary Cosby, was charged in August with contributing to the delinquency of a minor and providing shelter to a runaway. This is all alleged. who knows, like, what the facts are behind the story. A lot hasn't come out. Mm-hmm. But then again, she's obviously, you know, in good company with Teresa Judice, who had tax evasion, Erica Girardi. Obviously, no need to even start digging into that. Mm-hmm. Dorit, who's a fucking fraud. So hopefully she's got, like, a good team of support around her um and the next season of Real Housewives of Salt Lake City starts in November we will obviously be tracking both the case and the season for updates and generally tuning in for all the tea so love it we will keep you guys posted as we hear and learn more
1: oh I love it I love it all I mean I don't love what she did but it's just this this is just crazy to me What these women continue to do no she's a horrible person as if if, agreed yeah as if it's not going to catch up to them i don't even if do we even need a summary basically she's a scammer uh i know uh, allegedly i should say nope she is joanne it's not looking she
0: is joanne (laughs) is jen and jen is joanne all right so what what advice do you have for our listeners I would say if you're a scammer, probably don't have a lot of quotes about scamming in the reality show that you're <laughs> on and all of the interviews that you're doing around said show.
1: That's a good one. I like it. Yeah,
0: I'm going to. Is, is kind of
1: similar. I'm going to say that if you are scamming a bunch of people or are fraud in any way, probably don't go on a reality TV show where you parade mm-hmm, around mm-hmm. your Wealth, supposed Mm -hmm. wealth in quotation marks, and basically put the target on your own back. And then when you get caught, say that it's only being done to you because you're so famous. I mean, get over yourselves, Mm -hmm. please. Mm
0: -hmm. That feels fair.
1: Yeah. That feels fair. Good one. Thank you. All right. Well... As always, people, go tell your family, your friends, your pets that speak English or whatever language that they can use to communicate with other people to go listen to us, check us out, and then drop us a a five-star rating and leave a review on Apple Podcasts because... We, we need it, to be honest. We're, we we're, we're desperate. So just, just <laughs> help us, you know, help us. All right. Thanks for tuning in to today's episode of Legally Judgy. We hope you enjoyed listening to us talk as much as we love the sound of our own voices. If you
0: did, please subscribe, rate, and leave us a review. Also, feel free to connect with us on our socials at Legally Judgy. Until next time. Bye.